Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia. This is episode 89 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on Syngap 1. This Thursday, on, Janu- on January 17th, JR is going to give a webinar about her book, More of Everything. If you were with us at the Caregiver Connect at AS in, um, where were we? Nashville, you heard JR give a talk and then she launched her book on Amazon. It's got 40 five-star ratings. It's an amazing book. You should buy it. You should read it. If you buy it and you don't love it, send me the bill. I will personally reimburse you. It is an amazing book and it's like 12 bucks on Amazon. Whatever. Tony's back. And then you really should join this webinar because in this webinar, you're going to have the chance to ask JR live questions. And I really think that's going to be interesting. Links in the show notes, syngap.fun slash JR. Number one. Number two. The Orca is on Rarex. So remember, we have multiple platforms. We have Citizen, which is a look back to collect our medical records, and it's super important. But we don't have a way for you to take questions and for all that data to be aggregated in the same place until we start using Simons and Rarex. Simons and Rarex, and we love them both. Rarex has just put the Orca on their platform. Rarex has just put the Orca on their platform. So if you're already one of the 50 parents in Rarex, sign in. If you're not one of the 50 parents in Rarex, sign up and then click and take the Orca. Why take the Orca? The Orca is a validated scale. So remember, Angelman is ahead of us, right? They're better organized. They have a lot more money, a lot more money. And they figured out years ago, holy smokes, we're going to have drugs, but we're not going to know how to have a trial for them. That's exactly where we are, by the way. We're going to have molecules that we can use to treat our kids if the good people working on this keep working on it. But what they're all worried about is how are we going to design a clinical trial? What are we going to measure that will show improvement in these kids? It's really hard. Angelman had this problem. They created the ORCA. It's the Observer Reported Communication Assay, whatever, assessment probably. And so the ORCA has been such a hit that they've basically got money from the FDA, Duke has got money from the FDA in partnership with Combined Brain, of which Syngap Research Fund is a part. And the FDA is funding the team at Duke to expand the ORCA to other indications like Syngap 1. So the data, the research is still ongoing. Callie and Corey and I have spent a lot of time on a lot of Zoom calls to, to deal with this. And but what we're, what we're learning is that the existing ORCA is pretty good. And the question is, okay, how does Syngapian score on the ORCA right now? Now, instead of giving a grant to a researcher and enrolling into all this headache, it's just a scale. It already exists. So what we've done is we've put that scale in Rarex. The good people at Rarex have done that. So Vanessa and Charlene and the incredible team over there at Rarex, which is now also Global Genes. That's a whole separate story. Um, has, has put the ORCA in Rarex. So you can log into Rarex and take the ORCA, and you should. Please log into Rarex and take the Orca because that will tell us how does Syngapian score on the, the Orca as it is today. And that is valuable data for people trying to design trials. Super important. You should do it immediately. Um, and remember, all of this data really makes a difference. So Ingo Helbig, who is a giant in the data visualization rare epilepsy space, recently gave a webinar to neurologists. And I signed up and I snuck in and I watched it and I live tweeted the whole thing. So you can go and look at those things. And CNS, the Child Neurology Society who hosted this webinar, will um, almost certainly be uh, posting a recording soon. So you can watch that too. Punchline. Great data. Shows you how powerful the citizen data is. Incredible slide on Syngap 1 showing how different we are than, say, SCN1A. SCN1A is Dravet. It's the big kid. They've got sort of four major things that the kit patients have. You see the same chart for Syngap, and we have like 10 different things, right? Syngap is a very complicated disease, and that slide illustrates it beautifully. Remember, Ingo Helbig's lab is also the lab that took the citizen data and made that incredible poster. Links in the show notes. Let's talk about citizen data. 
Citizen data is gathered when you sign up, okay? If it has been a year or in my case, a year and a half or whatever since you've signed up for Citizen, you need to go back in because you're in control. It's your data, it's your dashboard, right? You need to go into Citizen and say, hey, I've been to Children's Hospital recently, or I've gone and seen this neurologist recently, or I went and saw, got a second opinion at Kennedy Krieger or Stanford or, or Boston Children's or wherever you went. Those are all good places, by the way. Um, click update records. It doesn't automatically update. You have to go in and say, do an update. And it's super simple. I just did it. You log in, you go to manage, you go to request records, you pick the place, you click update. It's like five clicks, people. You can do it on your phone. And if you're already in Citizen, which you should be because 200 people have already signed up for Citizen, you go to appapp.citizen.com and you sign in and you do all that. And if you haven't signed up for Citizen, sign up for Citizen. It is the fastest way for you to make the biggest difference for Syngap. Sign up for Citizen, sign up for Rx, sign up for Simons. Get on it, people. Because um, all about syndrome management. And this is, this is I want to go down this rabbit hole a little bit. Our kids get drugs for seizures. Our kids get drugs for sleep. Our kids get drugs for GI. Our kids get drugs for anxiety. Our kids get drugs for behavior. And that's just off the top of my head. Instead of treating all of these symptoms, because we have a genetic diagnosis, we know that all of these symptoms are because of a deficiency in Syngap-1. So if we can make a molecule, piece of RNA, something to go into the brain and make the brain make more Syngap-1, all of those symptoms will calm down and our kids will suffer less, and our families will enjoy more. That's why we're here. That's what brings this community together. We all love someone who's suffering. We're suffering as a result. We want to alleviate the suffering. How do you alleviate the suffering? You bring up the Syngap. Neurons want their Syngap back. Neurons want their Syngap back. So how do you do that? You go after the syndrome. So when JP Morgan, big healthcare conference just happened, Stoke put up a slide that really beautifully showed the, what they're doing for Dravet right now is the first time you're going after a syndrome. And that's exciting to us because the next brain disease on their pipeline is Syngap-1. And as a reminder, everyone says ASOs for the CNS. CNS is central nervous system, brain and spine, nerves. And they talk about Spinraza for spinal muscular atrophy. I think we should stop doing that because the spine is a, it's very complicated. What they did with Spinraza is amazing, but... Spine's easy. You stick a needle in the back, you get to the spine. Boom, you're done. Fix it. It's easy to say, Monday morning quarterback style. The brain, though, nobody will argue with this, way more complicated than the spine. So who has stuck an ASO into the brain and made humans better at scale? I'm not talking about N of 1, like Tim Yu bespoke for KCNT1 or, or Batten's terrible diseases, great work. Tim Yu's amazing. I'm talking about at scale, a drug that we can give to whole populations of patients. Stokes done it first for SCN1A, that's number one. Ultragenics is doing it second for Angelman, that's number two. Praxis, who's also working on SYNGAP1, is starting with SCN2A. So remember, Dravet is SCN1A, uh, SCN2A is a different disease. You don't want either of them, trust me. Um, Praxis is going after SCN2A loss of function with a, a product they're calling Prax222. And we should watch these three very closely because we want to be number four. Do I really think we'll be number four? Maybe. We're gonna be number four, five, or six. I think it's a tie right now between us, CDKL5, and STXBP1. I really think those are the next genes that people are gonna start paying attention to. Syngap1, STXBP1, and CDKL5, if I'm honest. But we are on that list. People are working on our gene. And at this point, it is up to us to make sure that they don't take us off that list or they don't give up on Syngap. How do we do that? We raise money, 
We fund science in a really smart way and we make sure that the barriers to trial design are removed. The way we remove the barriers to trial design is we make sure they have good data on our patients, sign up for Citizen, and we make sure they understand what they're gonna measure in trials, take the ORCA. Do you understand? We are this close, my friends, this close, and it's gonna happen. I wanna tell you, I had a conversation with a CEO at um, JP Morgan. We had it over tea because it's dry January. So I'm in dry January. Otherwise, we would have had we would have something more interesting. But we're sitting there drinking our sparkling water or tea, whatever it was. And um, he was saying to me, you know, Mike, after I do Syngap 1, this is not Stoke, by the way. I want to work on these three other genes. One of those genes was Syngap 1. He said, but I can't move forward until we have those mice. And as you know, for me, last year, we are working on funding the creation of mice at the Jackson Labs. Mice with specific mutations that this guy needs to test his technology. Point is, these assets, these cell lines and these mice that we keep talking about, we keep working on, they're complicated, they're nuanced, and frankly, we're behind. These should have been made years ago and they weren't, and I don't know why, but, but we are working like crazy over here to get these assets made. Not so we can say, look, we have cool little mice, but so that we can give them to industry so industry can make drugs for our kids so we can reduce the suffering of our children. That's the whole point, friends. There are thousands of Syngapians out there, and I want to end with this point. If you haven't read this week's Warrior Wednesday, read this week's Warrior Wednesday. It is amazing. Twins in California who are now 18, or maybe they're 19, I think they're 19. Libby, Libertad, and Espi, Esperanza. Twins. Their seizures, as you know, absent seizures, were not caught. Uh, uh, were not caught. And, and then they got a Syngap diagnosis because they were sequenced for delays. And then they finally, one of them started having drop seizures at 18, which we see a lot. And that's when they reached out to the Syngap Research Fund. But learn about that family. It's, there's so many families like that. There's so many people like that who aren't diagnosed. And those of us who are diagnosed, I know we have a lot. And I know this disease sucks. And I know we're all doing our best. But at least we know what we're fighting. There's thousands of patients out there. Read Ellen Feldman's article from, I, I'll share that too. 40-year-old diagnosed who still haven't been diagnosed, who don't know what they're fighting. And they're going, to be at, uh, they're going to be in Orlando with us. They're going to be at the next conference and the next conference as all these families get diagnosed. And we have to look at them and say, yes, we did everything we could to help our kids and it ended up helping yours. Or we can look at them and say, you know, signing up for Citizen just felt like so much work. That orca, that would have taken 10 more minutes. I just didn't have it in me. I don't want to say that, and I won't. Let's keep going, friends. We are so close.